The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, and thank you for joining us today. I'm so happy you're here. Happiness Solved is the place where we explore everything you need to become the best possible version of you. This is Sandy Scarlatta, and today I've got some exciting news for our dedicated listeners. We've just launched our exclusive members-only portal. This is your ticket to a world of additional content designed to deepen your understanding and engagement with the Happiness Solved mission. To learn more about all of the exciting benefits, stay tuned until the end of the episode where I will explain in greater detail. For those interested now, head over to happinesssolved.supercast.com. Today is another amazing conversation, so let's get started. Dr. Richard Jacoby, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited for this conversation because as before we hit record, I was like, we could talk about this stuff for hours, but we won't do that to the audience. So thank you so much for joining me today. Well, it's a pleasure to be here. I hope I don't mess up the recording here. I have a message on here at the count. I see. Do you see that message? It's blocked no, out your... it's just it's just to you. And it just lets you know that, that I'm recording it and you just have to be like, got it, you know. Okay. Do I have to hit that to get rid of it? You don't have that? to you don't have to touch it. Just ignore okay. it. Yeah, okay. it's totally fine. They do that to make sure that people have, you know, approve that that you're being recorded. So, all right, so for the audience, Dr. Jacoby received his postgraduate education at Villanova and then attended medical school at the uh, Pennsylvania College of Pediatric. Is that pediatric or podiatric? Podiatric. Podiatric. What is podiatric? That's foot and ankle surgery. Okay. That's what I thought. Cause I was thinking podiatry, but I was, I was like, okay. But the interesting thing about you is that you have done a lot of writing and you've co-authored books on you, your most recent one is the sugar crush that right. was just out how to reduce inflammation, re reverse nerve damage and reclaim good health. And I am so passionate about this topic and I can't wait to dive in before we do that. Dr. Dr. Jacoby, can you just tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got to where you are today and how you went from podiatry to, to talking about sugar and reducing inflammation? Well, it all started in Philadelphia. So I was uh, going to the podiatric medical school in Philadelphia called the Pennsylvania College of Podiatric Medicine, Ethan Spruce, basically at the Pennsylvania Hospital. And I did my surgical training in Philadelphia. But in school, I was assigned to a laboratory at the Ben Franklin Clinic, and it was in biochemistry. And in those days, you could work in a clinic while you're going to school. And the clinic was run by Dr. Michael Sheff. He was a MD, PhD, 
from London, England. He worked with Watson and Crick, and his current topic at that time was PKU, which is phenylketonuria, birth defect of the basal ganglion. And ironically, we were looking to find out and figure out what was causing that problem. And it really, now, 50 years later, really resolves around the diet, what we were feeding the rats at that time. So I was Dr. Sheff's research assistant. I fed the rats. I rendered the rats. I put the rats' uh, brains in a electrophoresis, which separated the amino acids. I did not know at that time exactly what the outcome would be because it's a long time ago, but basically it was the chow, the, the rats are carnivores and we were feeding them two different chows, one of which was more sugar than the other, but neither one of them was meat-based diet. But still we were able to see a differentiation when you had a lot of sugar. And now today, 50 years later, it was actually figured out that BH4 deficiency which is a long chemical story, but I won't go into that right now. And that was causing this neurologic deficit in newborns. So that kind of gave me the bug of biochemistry and sugar, but I didn't really think about it that much. After my uh, residency in Philadelphia and surgery, I came out to Scottsdale, Arizona, and I practiced general podiatric medicine. And then I started the wound care center for the hospital 35 maybe it's almost 40 years now it's really a long time when you think about it <laughs> time flies when you're having fun oh yes it does and, <laughs> yeah and uh, and i'm doing the same things that everybody was doing and what my training told me to do and it involved a lot of amputations in those days unfortunately a, a, a dr Dellen, lee Dellen from john's Hopkins gave a lecture about 20 years ago. Oh, gee, it's almost 25 years ago now. And he had a novel procedure of surgically decompressing nerves of the lower extremity for diabetic, what we called polyneuropathy, meaning more than one nerve. Now, his training was originally as a plastic surgeon, and he had a patient, and he had done a release, that's what we call medicine, at the carpal tunnel for her problem in her hand and also at the elbow of the ulnar tunnel. And she said to him, well, Dr. Dell, why don't you fix my legs? And he said, well, that's a different disease. But he thought about it, went to the laboratory. This is in the early 1980s. And he discovered these different tunnels in the lower extremity and did that surgery on her after extensive, many, many uh, experiments on rats and primates and she did better and restored her sensation so when i met him in 2000 he was giving that lecture i went up to him afterwards and i said i've never heard of this procedure um and he said well why don't you come down to johns hopkins i'll train you but you have to read my textbook which i did it's an amazing textbook and I, I read this textbook. It didn't mean a lot of sense to me at the time, but at the time of surgery, this is so fundamental. He said, put these loops on, which are magnification. And I never did surgery under magnification. And sure enough, when I was doing the surgery with him, I could see the compression on the nerve 
that sugar produced. That's a seminal moment for me. And I was just amazed. I came back to Scottsdale. I started doing that procedure. The first person I did it on, I had known her for quite some time because she was in, in and out of the hospital. I did that surgery. She was wheelchair bound. After the surgery, her sensation returned, motor function came back. I lost her to follow up for a couple of months. She came in the clinic with a sling on her arm, not in a wheelchair, walking. And I was like confused at the scene. And I said, let's call her Janet. And I said, Janet, what happened? She said, well, you know, I couldn't walk. You did the surgery. My husband took me, husband took me on a trip to Hawaii. I was on the lava rocks. I slipped, I fell, I broke my arm. I want to thank you. That's how it started. <laughs> and I was amazed. Yeah, I, I was like, whoa. So this surgery works. So we'll do a deep dive on why it works and how it works. And really, it's Dr. Dellen's work is over 40 years old. I've been doing it almost, when you think about it, a quarter of a century. We don't have amputations when we do this procedure. Mm. It is a fundamental ad ad address to what is going here on with our diet, what diabetes is, and what's causing it. It's a simple answer. The answer is sugar. Right. Absolutely. That's the answer. Now, of course, in biochemistry, nothing sim simple. It's not linear. There's so many cofactors. Uh, so I said to Dr. Dellen, I said, I think there's more to your theory. He said, why don't you figure it out? because he's written 800 papers and two textbooks now. And I said, well, I, I don't know why I asked him that question, but I did. So I started reading the literature that I didn't normally read. And I found an article in Circulation Journal 2004, Dr. Cook. And if you want to look that up, your audience is uh, John Cook with an E. And he was at Stanford at the time. He wrote an article called the Uber marker. And the chemical was asymmetric dimethyl arginine. And I'll explain that in a second. So I text him and I said, I think there's a link between your work and Dr. Dellen's work at Johns Hopkins. And he called me on the phone. He said, come up to Stanford. Let's work on it. I did. I used my patients, his molecule. And I found the connection, not only to diabetic neuropathy, but all the neuropathies throughout the body from autism to Alzheimer's, MS, and everything in between. Now, that molecule, asymmetric dimethylarginine. So to break that down, I don't know if your audience likes biochemistry. No one likes biochemistry. <laughs> Talk to us like we're a fifth grader. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, okay, I'm going to break it down. So the words sound complicated. So asymmetric dimethylarginine. So let's say arginine, which is a semi-essential amino acid. And that's what I was working on. 50 years ago with Dr. Sheff. So arginine molecule, asymmetric dimethyl, meaning two methyl groups, asymmetric, so they're on the same side of that molecule. So we have asymmetric dimethyl arginine. Why is that important? Because that blocks the nitric oxide pathway. And why is that important? Well, the Nobel Prize was just given in 1997 to Murad in this group as that was a molecule that was implicated in vascular biology. And I was interested in that. And when I heard Dr. Dellen's theory, when I put it together with Dr. Cook's theory, 
I theorized that that could be the first molecule that could block the nitric oxide pathway, which was really the blood supply to the nerve in the autonomic nervous system. Okay, now that's a lot of words. Let me break all that down. And let's go back to basic biochemistry. So Dr. Dellen's theory is that sugar plus a protein causes compression. Very simple concept, chemi chemically, but it has a physical manifestation. So let's say this is the nerve and the chemistry of the sugar causes the nerve covering like a shrink wrap mm -hmm. to squeeze the nerve. That's number one. Number two, the polyol pathway, sugar plus um, a, a protein again inside the nerve goes down to make a chemical called sorbitol, which is the alcohol sugar and brings water into the nerve. So now we have this nerve that's shrinking with a nerve inside that's swelling. He called that compression. And that is so simple, but that is not an accepted theory, even though it's 40 years old. And I'm saying that the blood supply to the nerve with ADMA, that's the asymmetric dimethyl arginine, blocks that nitric oxide pathway. That has been proven. That's the theory. Dr. Cook said to me at Stanford, why don't you quit your practice, work with me full time? I said, well, you know, I do like rats. That's true. And they are just amazing animals and they're used in experiments that we did. And I, I said, well, you know, it's going to take 15 years. I'm going to write a book. It's called Sugar Crush. It explains everything. If your audience wants to know all the details, and there are a lot of them, then that book will kind of explain everything in detail. So now my new book, which should come out hopefully in another month or so, right now it's called Unglued. And I'm going to Unglued. throw that Unglued. I'm gonna, oh, yeah. I'm going to throw that question right back to you because this, this is another one of those epiphanies. So I'm in a think, think tank last year over in Hollywood or kind of want to look at a Netflix on this concept. So the producer is saying to me, okay, explain glucose in fifth grade terms. And I said, well, you know, it's a chemical, blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. What's, what's the word mean? And I said, well, you know what? I don't know. I never looked it up. So I'm going to ask you, what do you think the word glucose means? I've always thought... Yeah, I've always thought that glucose has to do with, with your sugar levels and how Correct. that's regulated in your body, right? Absolutely. Okay. But what does the word mean? So well, I look because, it up. Okay, I'm going to... Okay, <laughs> just making assumptions here, but because you said unglued, is the glucose the glue that keeps everything together? Am I on the oh, right you, track? You nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> I didn't know that. I can be so smart sometimes, right? <laughs> well, and, and and this is really important conversation because we haven't really named the book yet because not everybody comes to that conclusion like you do. So the, it's a Greek word meaning to adhere, to stick, sticky. It's glue. That's why it's called glucose. Yeah, glucose. Instead okay. of fructose. And we'll get into all the sugars, but that's the uh, essential message here. The glue not only glues up the nerves in the lower extremity or the upper extremity, but just every nerve. It, it, it wouldn't be just specific for one nerve. That would be silly. So why would you have all these different diseases? Well, 
let's go back in a trip back to uh, 16. Well, let's go back to 1400s. Columbus, New World, went to Queen Isabella and Ferdinand said, I, if you loan me the money, I'll find this sugar and all the spices and gold and silver. And that's what they did. And they brought sugar to the New World because they knew it was coming from Persia, but it was very expensive. And it was still expensive when they brought it back to England. Actually, in the 1600s, sugar was about a thousand dollars a pound in those days. Oh wow! Yeah. So, who do you think ate the sugar? The rich. The rich. Yeah. Who had the diseases? The rich. The, rich. the poor died of other diseases, mainly infectious disease. But the rich loved sugar. So they started to get all these inflammatory problems. So in the 1600s, um, the father of neurology is Dr. Thomas Willis. And he still has his name on the circle of Willis, the circulation of the brain. And he had patients that had migraine headaches. And that's what his interest was. And he dissected the brains of people who had these horrible migraine headaches. And he made the observation really in the 1600s in, the, in, in old English, he said, I think there's a humor that's inflammatory and he's right. And the answer is sugar, but he did not know that. So as we go through history, let's go up to the uh, 1800s where a lot of this has been discovered, not the cause, but they saw the effects of sugar. Now the price of sugar was coming down in the US. So it, the price of sugar kept getting down and cheaper and cheaper, which meant it was affecting more and more people. Right. So um, in Europe, there was a guy by the name of Charcot and he looked at sugar, or excuse me, he didn't look at sugar. He had a patient who had um, brain problem and he looked at the brain and he said, well, what are these little white spots in the brain and the cervical spine? And he called that, and this is where I, I, part of my book is, these are not diagnoses, these are observations. Mm. So he named these little spots, multiple areas of sclerosis, which you would call, and I would call MS. MS. Right. But that's a tissue that has been damaged by something. And that's something, in my opinion, is sugar. Interesting. Yeah. So another guy, Vercal, he's in Vienna. He opens up an artery and he's looking inside the artery. And he says, what is this gunk? And in Greek, which he spoke, Greek is athro. And sclerosis, there's that word again, hardened gunk. Now, how is that a diagnosis? No, that's atherosclerosis, the effect of something inside the artery what is it well he actually did say in his original paper he says i think it's inflammation and the gunk is sticking to the vessel wall and that gunk stickiness is sugar and that's what causes vascular disease and that's what so, that's how sugar causes inflammation correct so okay. but now we're going to go over to the last 60 years of this and I can't, this is a harsh sentence, but I can't imagine these doctors are that, and I say this, that stupid? Or are they being paid to right. 
paint a narrative that's causing this country to become sick. Mm. So Ansel Keys back in the 60s, <clears throat> he, <clears throat> he was in Europe and he was looking at um, blood levels of cholesterol. Now he fudged his results and he came back and he said, you know, the seven countries study, it's cholesterol is causing these problems. Well, it was 22 countries and only seven had that problem. The answer is sugar. But big pharma, either sinisterly or just, hey, if you want the cholesterol lowered, we'll, we'll do it. And that's called a statin drug. So the whole medical paradigm has been based on cholesterol is the problem, lower it and you'll be, you'll be healthy. And you know, America is sick and fat and not skinny and healthy. That's right. Then the, yeah, and the government got involved, USDA, the food pyramid, which was funded by big farming. So you have six to 11 helpings on the bottom of the pyramid. And then the good stuff is up at the top to eat in moderate, in, you know, just occasionally. But six to 11 helpings of carbohydrates today, I guarantee you, I can make you 300 pounds if you follow the government's rules. Absolutely, because carbs are all sugar. <laughs> Absolutely. So now see, isn't that obvious? It's I, it's obvious to some, but I don't think that people are really ready to give up the Coca-Cola and they're not ready to give up the donuts and you know everything that is just has so much sugar on it. It's uncomfortable, right? It's uncomfortable for people because because to, to give all of that up is going out of their comfort zone. Well, right. And sugar does give you comfort momentarily, like any drug yeah. does. Right. And that's why they call it comfort food. Right. Makes perfect sense. But it's a poison. Right. Glucose, anything more than four grams, which is, <clears throat> excuse me, which is one teaspoon, anything over that is um, a poison. It's a toxin. So insulin has to come out from the pancreas to regulate that. So now we have insulin resist resistance. So what? So we are now trying to figure out why that is a problem. So back in the seventies, we developed uh, high fructose corn syrup, mm. which is a liquid form of the disaccharide sugar, the table sugar. Right. So, so why why was that done? Well, it was a political decision because the price of sugar was going up in Nixon administration, 1974. So they allowed high fructose corn syrup into the diet. And that's why we had the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. So I just want to really quickly share my story about why I'm so passionate about getting people to stop eating sugar. <clears throat> and that is because my, my father, he was given three months to live with, with an aggressive form of bone cancer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stage four bone cancer. Very few people are, can survive that. And at the same time, he also was told that he was slightly diabetic. So he eliminated sugar. Mm -hmm. Guess what? 
he lived he lived another 16 years all because he gave up sugar and i had heard around the same time a friend of mine who's one of her family members had just recovered from an aggressive form of breast cancer gave up sugar and she survived breast cancer and so i always have to share that story because you know if sugar saved eliminating sugar gave my father 16 extra years imagine what it can do for everybody else who's listening and i get so irritated and frustrated when i see these commercials on television where they're just saying take this pill and it's going to reduce your a1c right mm -hmm. they're not saying you need to lose weight right because type 2 diabetes can be cured by losing weight. Correct. And and why so, is that? Why is it that our country is so we we just we just want to keep people unhealthy? It it just blows my mind. It, well, is it the it's the money, right? It's all the money. All there's the money. no question. There's no question about it. About eighty percent of all the money that goes to big media, Fox News, CNN, doesn't matter. The talking heads are paid for by yeah. Big Pharma. That's right. So anything to the contrary is going, they're going to fire you. You'll lose your job. Not only is it the big media, but it's all, this is a sad thing to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, because I know it personally. All the, well, I shouldn't say all, because I haven't been to every university, but they're funded by Monsanto, Big Pharma, Big Farm Inc. So let me give you a, a trail of that money. The, and this always interests me. Why is the first caucus for the president in Iowa? Well, that's where the money is. And people oh. say, what do you mean? Where, or how could really? that possibly be? Yeah. Huh. So the, far, yeah, yeah. And, uh, just a little sidebar story to that. So when I was writing Sugar Crush, I had surgery the next morning and I was trying to finish this chapter and I, it was just, I couldn't get the right verbiage. So it was, uh, then I was wide awake and it was one o'clock and I had a seven o'clock surgery. I said, oh, okay, I'll put CNN on. <laughs> Not CNN, um, a C-SPAN. And on it was the uh, debate on the farm bill. So I thought that would be the most boring thing I could watch and I'd fall asleep. What well, was the most entertaining thing I ever watched as they, in the wee hours, were dividing up the budget from the tobacco interest to the farm interest to everybody. And, it, and you can understand it's a political process. So the SNAP program, which is the uh, food stamps, which is it's called SNAP now, arguing with other senators. Well, if you don't vote for that, I won't vote for your project in South Carolina or vice versa. So they talked about the farm bill, which is about a trillion dollars. And immediately I said, well, wait a minute, where's that money go? They're, they don't grow anything, right? That's a lot of money, a trillion yeah. dollars. Yeah. So let's follow the money trail. Well, the not a lot of the money goes to National Institute of Health. That's NIH, mm -hmm. and it's under the Farm Bill. I thought, well, that doesn't make sense. Well, 
after I tell you the story, it will. So NIH, by the way, that's Dr. Fauci. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're leaving a little, can I, yeah, little breadcrumbs <laughs> to, <Yeah>. to Fauci. <laughs> Literally bread breadcrumbs to Iowa, because that's where high fructose corn syrup is made. And a lot of that money goes to, through the Farm Bureau, then to NIH. NIH distributes that money to the universities. Now, let's take a theoretical person. I don't want to name any names. So you say, gee, I think maybe sugar is causing the problem. And maybe high fructose corn, corn syrup in particular, because I think the way it's made, which is it's made with um, lead as a um, catalyst, by the way and or excuse me mercury and um they're making a lot of high fructose corn syrup because it's a liquid and they put in every food just about 80 percent of all the food in the united states has that in it and they don't want to have somebody this fictitious person that knows this to go to a university and say i want to i want to study and see if high fructose corn syrup made with monsanto's herbicide roundup that has glyphosate in it might be causing the dysbiosis in the gut. You wouldn't want to do that, would you? <laughs> no. So you go there and they say, well, that's a great idea, Dr. X. But at this moment, we really, we don't think that's a good project. So it doesn't get done. And that's why. So then when the senators sit down at these meetings, so they're removed from that, and the senator says, give me the Bible. That's the research from NIH. And he looks at it and said, yep. It says right here that high fructose corn syrup is uh, really good stuff. And that's how he votes. Now, I, he's got to know the money trail. But that's how they keep them separated. So bottom line, I'm going to just go to my new book, The Demise of the United States is predicated on this diet. Today, I just saw it again, uh, uh, Stanley Druckenmiller, who is a billionaire industrialist, he just said, if we continue within 10 years, all the money in the federal budget will go to entitlements. That's Medicare and Medicaid. And the bulk of that money will go to big pharma and we will be absolutely bankrupt. Now, what? Why is he saying that? Well, the drugs that you just alluded to, like, and the class of drugs is called monoclonal antibodies. Yes, they're advertised on big uh, media all day long. There are about a hundred of those drugs. And I'll, I, I'm going to summarize because it's really a whole other lecture. Those drugs cost roughly, roughly $200,000 a year per person to, let's say, like psoriasis. That's sugar. And if you take that drug, your psoriasis will get better. Not cured. You have to take the drug forever. And they never tell that person, don't eat sugar. Right. So all these drugs allow you to eat sugar at an enormous cost. And it's bankrupt, bankrupting the country. And they also have phenomenal amounts of uh, side effects and death. So this is just a big cartel drug cartel with a political background to it. And that's why we're sick. And 
trying to get this message out. Well, I can't do it on big media because they block me. Right. But podcasts like yours, I can go around that and you can spread the word. Right. Now you told me you had eight, you had your biggest month. We need to spread this, this word. And yes. I'm going to concentrate on two diseases. Like, and, and now I need the research to prove what I'm going to say here. Now, some of the research has been done, but I'm going to let's go to autism. Because autism is just an, another nerve. So we had the median nerve of the wrist. Now, I don't know if you can see that. So we had the yeah. median nerve of the wrist. Mm -hmm. There's a muscle. That's its function. Pretty simple. Right. Sugar causes compression. The innervation, which means the nerve going to that muscle, starts to weaken and you can't grip. I think that's pretty simple. If it's the foot, you can't walk. Right. If it's like autism, the hypoglossal nerve, and it develops in the back of the brain, a structure called the olive. There's an article that I read, written by embryologists in Scientific American. That's a pretty reputable journal, I think. And they were embryologists. They were looking at autistic kids and this space, can you see that right here? My mm -hmm. fingers. So, yeah. so here, here's, here's the nerve in that space. Right. On day 22 to day 24, that space is narrowed by 1.1 millimeter. And I know that's pretty technical language. But if I took this wire and I squeezed it, this nerve would not work. Mm. Or work correctly. So what is the first symptom of autism? Delayed speech. That's right. part of what the tongue does. Right. So that's just an example. So we have nerve, muscle, function. Nerve, muscle, pretty much the same thing, right? Talking. Right. Right. So let's take the olfactory nerve. That's the sense of smell. Now, Forbes magazine, Steve Forbes had an article about six months ago. It's scandalous, he wrote, that we can't solve this problem of Alzheimer's. I wrote to Steve, and Steve, it's not going to be solved. Half the people you, you're advertised are in the sugar industry, either right. pharma or farming. And they're looking for a drug. There's no money in saying don't eat sugar. Matter of fact, exactly. you'll, that's the problem. I mean, so, just think of all the all the manufacturing companies that would be put out of business oh they'd be gone they'd be gone um yeah, yeah. but the country is going to be gone anyway so exactly we I know. Gotta, it's like we what get... do you want right so back to the issue of cancer now is that known that sugar is a problem absolutely the nobel prize in chemistry was awarded to otto warburg in 1934 and he took sugar in a form of fructose and gave cancer cells fructose. They loved it and they grew. The person died, but the cancer cells lived because that's their job. When he took the sugar away, the person lived and the cancer cells died. COVID, yeah. same thing. On page 25 of my book, Sugar Crush, I talk about all this chemistry. I didn't talk about viruses, but if you read on page 25, I explain exactly why people died in COVID. Now, 
saying that on the Google and all the rest, they shut me down. Misinformation. Yeah. Misinformation. Well, they have a point because where's your research? Well, I can't get the research because you won't let me. Right. So that's how they do it. So Google and all the big companies, they're all part of it. They're all in on the fix. So I'll get this because I'm a podiatrist by training, but I have a unique perspective because I was trained by Dr. Dellen. I put his lenses on and I say, I can see what neurologists cannot see because they're not surgeons. So they're going to write a prescription. That's what they do for a living. So if you came in to them and you had numbness, tingling, burning on your foot, and they do the test that we all do, nerve conduction, all that stuff. Oh, you have diabetic neuropathy. Here's your prescription. Lyrica, made by Pfizer. It works in the brain, so you don't feel your leg falling off. There's 150,000 amputations every year in the United States and a million and a half every year throughout the world due to this process. Dr. Jacoby, if you keep it up, you're, we're going to take you down permanently from Google. Well, what am I supposed to say? Sugar doesn't cause that. I know the truth. They're blocking the truth. I know why they're blocking it, because they're funded by the cartel, the sugar cartel. Oh, so, wow. It, it, <clears throat> yeah. And uh, so let's go, to, let's go to autism, because those kids did not cause that problem. When I start, first started looking at this, there were 16 births per 10,000 about 25 years ago. Today, there's different numbers, but the one I looked at recently is one in 20. One in 20. That means one in 20 kids and predominantly boys are going to be autistic. Now, some autistic kids can function. Some of them function very high by the way, right. they become kind of yes. savants because, <clears throat> but that's a whole other issue. But most of them are being institutionalized. So let's take a, a capsule of America. We have, um, and I hate to say it this way because it sounds sexist, but it's true. Let's take a 45-year-old female. She's got a kid who's autistic. She has to care for him. And we can argue that men should do that, but they don't. We don't. We'll go out and get a job at Circle K before we become a caregiver. It's just the facts of the, of the problem. So now that woman also gets breast cancer. Now she has to care for herself. The same cause, sugar. And, oh, by the way, she has her father with Alzheimer's. So now she has three problems, and she's the caregiver, and it's solvable, and she can't get the truth. Now, I'm painting a very, very bad picture because it is. But my new book, and this is the debate, and I need help from your audience. You nailed it. You said unglued. You got it. But most people, when I survey, they, they, I don't have that opportunity for that conversation. And my new book is really about stem cells. And stem cells do correct just about any of these inflammatory diseases caused by sugar, which is another scandal. Because now the federal government this year said amniotic tissue, and it's such a big subject, I'll try to make it simple. So 
we call that perinatal tissue. Live birth, C-section, the tissue left over, the umbilical cord, right. amniotic tissue, all that stuff, that's perinatal tissue. They have stem cell components in them. Some are better, some are not as good, but they all work. The government has now said that amnio and placenta is a drug. Mm. And if you want to use it, you have to be in a, what's called a 351 new drug application. It costs about $300 million, takes about 10 years. Dr. Jacoby, if you want to do that, you got to write a check for 300. Well, I'm, I'm a little short this month, but oh, Mr. Pfizer and Mr. Johnson, so good to see you. Well, they'll do it because they'll own that and they can monetize that in the form of a drug. There is a small section, this is so technical, 361, if the tissue and the umbilical cord, which is called Wharton's jelly, which are stem cells, they can be used if they're less than minimally manipulated, meaning you can't add anything to them. So we can use that, but it has to be used, and then you'll love this word, homologous as a homologous substance. What does that word mean? Yeah. Well, that's, that, 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 yeah. <laughs> right. So that's not just sidebar to this. We're going to the game tonight. Diamondbacks, right, against Texas. Yeah. So my grandson is a great baseball player and a smart, smart kid. And we're going today at five o'clock and I wanted to leave at three. And he just texted me, he says, Grandpa, can can we leave at four? Because I got to study my Latin exam. Okay, so homologous. That'll be part of this um, story. So homologous means in Latin, little man. So in the brain, the cortex, just imagine there's a person on his back and your brain and the cortex, there are areas of that brain that, that regulate different things. So let's say your thumb. So when they did an experiment with with rats, again, my little guys, they gave them cocaine and sugar. And their thumb hit the lever as they wanted it to. They tasted cocaine. Yeah, I like that. That's good. But it, they liked the sugar better. And they rendered these rats, meaning they killed them. And then they looked at their brains, what I used to do 50 years ago. And the neural network, which is called neuroplasticity, the entire cortex became the thumb. That's all these rats want to do is hit that lever to get that sugar. And that's what human beings do too. They don't right. care about any other thing in their life other than the fix. Sugar over cocaine. Cocaine really doesn't kill anybody. Sugar does. Mexico yeah. is now at war with the United States over this issue and Kellogg's because Kellogg's is telling Mexico they're trying to influ influence their kids with Tony the Tiger. And Mexico has said, no, you're ruining our kids. That's kind of funny, isn't wow. it? So we got the cartels wow. fighting each other. The American sugar cartel is fighting the Mexican cocaine cartel. Oh my god! Who kills more people? We do. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Dr. Jacoby, <clears throat> excuse me. This has been such an amazing conversation and we could keep talking and talking and talking, but I feel like <clears throat> I feel like we've covered a lot. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share with with the audience before we finish up today? Read the label. It's confusing, but here's a simple way to do it. 
look at the total carbohydrates. That's not the added sugar, because that's all just diversion. Total carbohydrates. Let's say it's 16 carbohydrates. Divide four into 16. That gives you four teaspoons. That's very visual. Would you put four teaspoons of sugar in anything? No. But most of these foods have 16 to 20 teaspoons of sugar. It's a poison. In my new book, I think I... I know I've solved it, but it's a whole other issue. And there are lots and lots of companies now are producing what we call wearables. I have one on my wrist right now, which measures in real time what your glucose is. So when you pick up a piece of food, you eat it, you look at your watch with a sensor, non-invasive, and you think an apple's good for you. And you go, oh my God, my sugar's 200. Apples have tons of sugar in them. Now, it may be okay for you, but it's not okay for me. So put the control back to the patient. So that's my real message in the new book, whether it's called Unglued or the Stem Cell Solution or a combination of both. <laughs> but I'd love to hear your audience because it's, it's a tough subject. I got to get it in front of the public before they shut me down. But uh, they will try to shut podcasts down. They will because there's so many of them your podcast is a threat to their survival, but it, it is a godsend for our survival. Well, since you just said that, let's just leave it with this. We'll leave the audience with this. So yeah, let's just hope that they don't shut down my podcast because it's, it's a free country, right? There's freedom of speech here. But well, everybody that's, needs... that's debatable. <laughs> yes, that is debatable. But folks, if you're listening... Do your own research. Let you know. I would love to hear from you how you feel when you not when you reduce your sugar. The thing is, is you know, life is so short, and you know, well, you know, every now and then, yesterday was Halloween. Every now and then, I'll have a piece of candy. You know, you don't have to give up everything completely, but but you know, just try it because life is too short, and happiness is a choice, and the choice is yours. I always say that the choice is yours too as to what you put in your mouth. It's your choice. And we can all stand together and not purchase these products that have sugar. They, they can't do anything about it then. But at the end of the day, you need to make a decision. You know, what's more important, your longevity, your health, your happiness, or, you know, having that Coca-Cola. So, well said. Anyway. Thank you, Dr. Jacoby, and thank you for listening, everyone. I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation, and as promised, I'd like to give you more details of what you can expect as a member of the Happiness Solved exclusive community. First, you'll have access to a treasure trove of extra podcast episodes. These episodes dive deeper into the topics we discuss, featuring additional expert interviews only found here. But that's not all. As a member, you'll also get access to a series of mindset training sessions. These recordings are tailored to help you understand the how and why your mindset is the most important asset you have, empowering you to achieve your personal and professional goals. And for those of you looking to find a moment of peace in your busy lives, we've got something special. Exclusive guided meditations. 
These sessions are crafted to help you relax, refocus, and recharge. Whether you're a meditation guru or just starting out, there's something here for everyone. Becoming a member is more than just accessing extra content. It's about joining a community of like-minded individuals all on a journey to live life to its fullest and become the best possible version of you. So how can you join? It's simple. Go to happinesssolved.supercast.com and sign up. Don't miss out on this opportunity to deepen your journey with us. Again, that's happinesssolved.supercast.com. And it will also be in the show, show notes. I am so grateful you're a part of our Happiness Solved family, and I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your continued support. Again, I am so grateful for you, and I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe, and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.